last time on Join the Party. The party departs from Finale's apartment and follows Oatcake's nose towards the tailgaters outside of Jersey Mike's arena. They find themselves at the grill of Eugene, a follower of Adama and a plumber who knows the inside of the arena. The party sneaks into the main wrestling area as Eugene distracts the guard by shooting the shit. Oh, I got a nat 20, baby! Hey! Holy crap! Oh, first roll! I'm super stoked to become this dude's best man at his wedding. <laughs> yeah, <apparently. laughs> Anara and Tracy walk confidently towards Cole's dressing room, but they're stopped by a massive wrestler who forces Anara to practice. Anara complies and everyone makes a break for it. Eugene figures out which one is Cole's room because it's the one with the security robot. Tracy takes out his help horn and so just slides it in the crack of the door and then through it yells, Alexa Troy! Once past the trap, Tracy and Anara find what they're looking for, the megaphone with the liar's mouthpiece. It seems like there was already a rager in Cole's dressing room. Can we keep this going? Aw, yeah. Let's get the party started. Tracy and Inara, you are stacked on top of each other, Scooby-Doo style, in the doorway, peering out as the oak is walking away from Lighthammer's door and knocking on each successive door down to yours and is slowly making her way towards Cole's dressing room. What do you do? Uh, Nara, I think it's time to panic. Uh, yeah, let's close the door and then figure it out from there. Okay, but if okay. we just act real cool, no one will ask questions. What if we're like, oh, didn't we say we needed some space? Oh, like, why are you coming after us? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, this isn't my room? What? Mm. Oh, it explains all the pictures of Cole. Oh, yeah. No, that's not mine. Why would I? Mm. Are we just super fans that broke into Cole's dresser room to steal a piece of something? That's good. That's good. What if my day job is a mechanic of this shield friend mm -hmm. and I want to be a wrestler, but I'm not yet? Yes, I like that a lot. Okay. And I'm your uh, hype person. Yeah, or just my my bodyguard because I'm such a good mechanic. Yes, because everyone knows that mechanics need bodyguards. <laughs> it's the most dangerous job of all. It is. Wh who is this guy that's just in here talking to I'm you? Derek. I've been here the whole time. God, Derek. <laughs> and then Derek goes invisible again. As you guys figure out who, what Anar is going to look like as a mechanic, you, you guys have talked over and you don't know where Oak is and you hear her heavy footsteps coming down. You brace yourself for the knock on the door. But before she does, you hear her say, Oh, Cole. Hey, I was just looking for you. Who, like, who am I fighting tonight? Why are you asking me? Well, no one is telling me. And I thought I was fighting that cool girl with the skateboard, but she won't practice. And we have to do some sort of rehearsal before this. So we really don't know what's going on. Cool girl with the skateboard? Like, uh, about yay high? Yeah, you've been recommending her for, like, weeks. That is true. I have been doing that. You know what? Let me see if I can track down creative for you. I do need to like just get into my dressing room real quick, though. I have had such a long day doing press. I know. L listen, like, you don't have to lie to me. I know you were at lunch for like two hours. Listen, it was a good sandwich <laughs> at Jersey Mike's. Listen, Jersey Mike's, definitely the best sandwich. That's why I'm in their arena. I always get it with extra dressing. Ta-ding! <laughs> I want... Either Anara or Tracy to just do a straight up D20 roll. There's something that I, I don't know if is going to happen, and I need to know what the dice says. Go for it, Brandon. I just want this is a straight luck, luck check. So straight D20. Big money. Nothing says luck like Brando. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. 18. Okay, good. I thought it was a 13 for a second. I was like, yep, lucky 13. <laughs> <laughs> so with an 18, I think that Oak is like, all right, fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'll see you down there. I got to practice with myself, apparently. All right, that's fine. I'll see you later. Listen, and she walks away. Listen, practicing chain wrestling. It's hard to do by yourself, but you're better for it. I could make a joke about practice about wrestling myself, but that would be inappropriate because I am an all ages wrestler. Thank you. PG rating. PG rating for the oak. 
Trees are for everyone. I say all of the time. I love that sign off. You really need to start putting that on merch. I Listen, I've been trying. It's just really hard. Distribution is difficult. Mm. Tracy's a robot, but he did fall asleep in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and Oak walks away. Cole's going to enter the dressing room. Cole, I want to paint a picture for you. Please do. You open the door and you see Anara and Tracy staring at each other, talking about which one of them is going to be the best mechanic. There is are two exploded crossbows that you have set up as your trap. The control panel that controls that thing is also open, and the battery is just ripped out of it. Also, you can see that all of your drawers inside of your vanity are open, including the one all the way at the bottom where you keep your megaphone. And Anara is currently holding that megaphone. So the knee is connected to the thigh bone. And then the thigh bone goes to the quantum modulator. Oh. And that is how mechanics, you know. Oh, hi. I really don't know what I expected. <laughs> you know, I just really liked your makeup. So I was trying to put some on myself. Didn't get very far. I will say that is true. Anara has like blue eyeshadow smeared on both of her eyes. You know, you did come at me with a dagger when I offered it the other time. Yep, yep. No, that's true. The blue looks nice, though. But uh, th- thank you. I, that means so much, and I will wear it now for the rest of my life as my color. But Tracy and I were being pursued by this very tall wrestler. I think I might have just talked to her, the oak. Yeah. She seemed to think that I was supposed to fight her, and she wouldn't leave me alone. So we had to hide. Anyway, I apologize for breaking into your dressing room. It's not really what friends do typically, but I think you understand that I was in a pinch. And anyway, here we are. Sorry about the that and our gestures at the crossbows. But there is this person here. What? Uh, yeah, a lot happened. Anyway, he broke them, not us. Oh, I'm Tracy, by the way. I know I, my outfit. Um, I know I look really uh, undercover, but Tracy. I... Yeah. Tracy just looks like Tracy, but he's wearing all black. That's the only difference. I, I like the career change. Thank it's you. a good look. Thanks. So, <laughs> I mean, Cole's just like kind of a little flabbergasted. Like a guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, this this day couldn't get any weirder. Yeah. What's going on? It's like everything's the fact that nothing's on fire. I think is the only good thing about what you yeah. just walked into. Yeah. And Anara again is holding the the megaphone. So, question: What you doing with the megaphone? Oh. So? This this seems like it's going to go well. So Inara shockingly tells the truth and catches Cole up on Franny and oh. what Franny told us to do. So that's what happened. Oh, so, oh. so we did a small crime. Well, just it a seems... Just a, just a small crime. It seems like multiple crimes might have occurred. I don't know. Breaking and entering into museums kind of does fall under the category of more than one small crime. It was free museum day, so, like, didn't really technically break in, you know? We were trying to educate ourselves mm-hmm. and, like, defend their artifacts, so... Well, I appreciate that. Um, I am thank an you. artifact. Can an artifact break into its own museum? I don't know. Whoa. Is that, like, self-repatriation? Yes. So, apologize for the deception and the almost stealing. This is where we're at, and if you don't want me to take it, I, I'm not going to force it, but I am super scared, and I don't know what's going to happen if they don't let you win this match. Okay, but my question is, why, why does she want the megaphone in the first place? Why, why my tech? I'm not sure why exactly, but something else that happened to us. We met a god and uh, this, saw... I'll have some follow-up questions later, probably. <laughs> centering. And your megaphone was there. Well, the, the mouthpiece part. It was, it was there at the centering. Yeah, you, you didn't make the, this part, did you? I mean, I found the components in Fidopolis in, like, basically a trash heap. Gotcha, that makes sense. Zale's trash. Wait, okay. <laughs> so you met a god, you saw the centering, you saw part of my tech at the centering? Yeah. You weren't there, though. Okay, cool. That, yeah. th- that checks out. I don't really remember that. That would be weird if you did. It would. Yeah, I might have been. Who knows? Yeah, no, we've heard a lot about how Tracy is very old, and apparently people don't like Warforged, and they there was some kind of rebellion or uprising, and haven't even talked about this, Tracy. Stuff that runs you is the Undying Light. So, yeah, I gotta you know, that. really? 
I mean, yeah, Johnny, you know, brought me back to life with his magic touch. I know, but I didn't think that there I, was this, like, sometimes. godly thing. I thought it that was, like, just lights. Yeah, six one hand, half dozen the other. Okay. Um, moving on. So, that is going to be very important somehow. And our new, not friend, but ally, Franny, no, I mean, needs it for some reason. Not a friend or ally, just kind of useful. Well, here's, here's my thing. Should we be giving a thing that apparently is from the centering to a random woman who kidnapped Tracy? That's a great point. Wow, if only, Tracy, we knew some amazing artificer who could perhaps make a replica of this thing yeah, with like, the makeup and many tools that we have at our disposal right now. It would be now. so difficult to do such a thing. Ooh, I, mean, I can't do expensive. it. Expensive. It's so expensive. I've read so many books and I have no idea how We're anyone taking, like decades of study to catch so up. So many decades. Whew. Just like, I don't know. It's a shame. It's a shame. God, I have a couple hours before this match. I guess I could try something like that. <gasps> could you? <laughs> montage! It's a montage. Oh, my God. Okay, so here's the montage. The first thing you, like, you start to pull things, like, off of the wall in the dressing room, and you just have, like, a smelter, like, in the corner mm. that you pull out of the closet. I mean, obviously. I Obviously, and then you, like, beat it down with a giant hammer. It gets super hot, and it glows red, and you have your goggles on, and every so often, often you just see Tracy, like, in the background be like, yeah, great! Oh, yay! There are more, uh, a bunch of games of Inara playing with the shield golem, which I think is just, it cuts to that, and it's very slow going. I want you to do a deception check, but I want you to use your, add your proficiency bonus, because you are proficient in making stuff, but I think that this is like you're making a lie. So I'm going to say that you have plus seven. I'll okay. give you plus two more because this is your literal job. Sweet. So this is like a class action. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll give you plus seven in this roll. Okay. Right, so it's a nine plus seven, which is a 16. Okay, with a 16, this is not optimal conditions. You are currently in a dressing room. I don't know what you're talking about. This is what I live for. The safety code is all over the place. <laughs> Did so. we like use the ranch dressing from the crudite in the smelting somehow? <laughs> yeah, like you you really are hacking this together. There's mayonnaise for some reason. Really I won't tell you how like you use it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you how you use it, but there's definitely mayonnaise. Mm. So you do as good of a job as you can. I will say there are definitely imperfections. You hold the two up. And this took like two hours to do. You hold the two up and the fake one, if you looked at both of them at the same time, you would know it was fake. Mm -hmm. I would also say that you are trying to talk to a hag who has been alive for over a thousand years. So it might be a hard sell. All right. But you did a good, this is a good job. All right. Thank you. I tried my best. There you go. All right, Cole. So you take the real one back again. So sorry for trying to steal it. Just beep. Really careful with it, okay? Yeah. It's, uh, I, yeah. It might have unimaginable power. Who knows? Maybe paint it. Maybe get a little cover. But no one should know that it's here. Or maybe like don't even use it. Yeah. Ever. I mean, I kind of need it for my gimmick in the, in the match. But I will I will do my best not to use it. I guess since it seems like it's an item of unmeasurable power. Okay. Maybe. Um, maybe just pretend that it does that one thing and not whatever else it does. Well, I really only knew that it only did that one thing, so. Meanwhile, with this fake one, so I, we like made a cool thing, so we have this little pouch and I, I bring out the knit talking pouch. Yeah, so if I like reach into this and pull a string and then it opens up and it's like a little portal to wherever Franny is, we don't know that's like really anywhere she is. So I'm just gonna like yell through first, make sure everybody is like cool to talk and then, and then talk to her. That is super cool. I really wanna look at that when you're done. <laughs> Cool. Trace, any suggestions here? I No, I just... Uh, I'm going to stand over here while you first say hello. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Why don't you keep standing over there? Okay. And then I'll just be like, oh, Tracy, oh, sorry, you're, you're making you're making tea? Okay, I'll, I'll just do yeah. this. Your omelet's almost done. I'm still making it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect. I love it. Cool. If okay. we're having omelets, can I also have an omelet? Tracy? Yeah, what do you like? Chives? What do you like? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some onions, maybe some, uh, some peppers in there, too. Ooh. Bell pepper. Ooh, I like it. Wait, is there food? Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm not actually there. making omelets. You're all too deep. You're too deep too in deep. it. We'll go to catering after, okay? <laughs> okay? Okay. All right. So I'm going to angle myself so that my back is against like a nondescript white wall and Franny can't see where I am. I will open the drawstring of the bag, reach in and find the one loose thread, pull it, 
look away and say, uh, hey, Franny, it's, it's Inara. It's a good time to talk. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm definitely wearing pants, so don't worry about it. Franny, I'm going to ask you again. Is, is it a good time to talk? Again, I'm wearing pants. Okay. And then I'll look down into the bag. And Eric, does the opening just expand until it's like the size of a head? Or do I have to look through a tunnel? Yes. As you pull it, it gets like larger. The hole gets larger and larger and larger. So it becomes like a porthole. Right. And then you are like sticking your head in. And then you have, you're looking down on whatever Got it. Franny is doing. As Anara is doing this, Cole kind of nudges Tracy and be like, this seems really funny from like an outsider's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Shh, we don't we don't make fun of Inara. <laughs> she has lots of daggers. She does. She does have a lot. Of She's very savvy and small. Uh oh. Hey. So I just want to tell you, we got the mouthpiece. Oh great. Awesome. Totally cool. Good. Good. I knew I could trust you, my best friend. Um. So can you do the power thing now? I mean, I'm I'm here at the stadium already, so I think it'd be kind of suspicious for me to leave. Um. But we we got it, and I'm just gonna hold it up kind of real quick near my face to show it to her. All right, cool. I mean, uh, I really do need you to bring it back. I gotta. I need to examine this. For I will do it as soon as you walk in the door. But I need you to bring it here. Listen, I mean, if I if I leave the stadium and then the power goes out immediately, like people have seen my face, they know I don't want this match to happen. I have my dog with me. They'll be super suspicious. We need an exit. Again, like, listen, we're allies in this. I have the mouthpiece right here, and. You know, you're just going to have to trust me that I'll bring it to you later. But I promise, as soon as the power goes out, I'm sure they'll evacuate and I'll come right to you. Oh, God. I think you need to roll for this because you two have opposite reasons of what you want to do. So you need to beat her on this roll. Okay. So two. persuasion? Yeah, persuasion. I got 10 plus 9 for a 19. Oh, okay. That's a high number. That is a high number. Damn, your persuasion's good. All right. Um, uh, you know, I usually don't do this on credit. Uh, but you know, yeah, I do need to make some amends to make your, your life better. Yeah, no whole kidnapping thing. That was mm -hmm. not nice of me. No. So I will just, I need you to bring this to me and come down to the electroshack as soon as possible. Like immediately, as soon as I turn on the lights, you get out of there. If you bring the mouthpiece to me, we can finally take down the midnight man. I mean, I want to do that too. And as soon as I can leave without arousing suspicion, I will. Okay, just... Close the bag, count to ten, and then all of the lights will go out, and then you can get out of there. Really? Yeah. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I can, I, I can do it. I got it. And they're going to stay off for, like, a day and a half, right? Yes. I mean, well, I will, if you don't show up in, like, an hour, I think that you double-cross me and I'll put the lights back on. But, like, yeah, I will do it. Okay. All right, let's do our secret handshake. Wh what's our secret handshake? Oh, I thought you would have come up with it already because we're best friends. Oh, no, I was testing you. Yeah, I have a secret handshake. Oh, well, I didn't come up with a secret handshake, so show it. You know what? Do it. When you show up, we'll learn the secret handshake together. It's fine. It'll be good. Okay, it's just going to be up, down, left, right, sideways, downways, make a pretzel, spin, leave. Great. Okay. okay all right. I'll start practicing it here. See you there. All right. Sounds good. All right. I will bring my head backward, close the bag, kind of like pat it to make sure there's no space left inside and put it in my pack. So the lights are gonna turn off like almost immediately. Cole, will you come with us? I don't wanna be alone with this lady. Yeah, sure. I gotta say I'm a little disappointed. Like I was gonna main event you, this you performance. Won. It would've been great. Yeah, you would've yeah, won. Yeah, but now it's gonna be even more like anticipation and people are gonna be so excited for when you come back to finally beat Lighthammer. Yeah, hopefully. Hard cut to when Milligan first introduced this story to Lighthammer and Cole and Cole fell asleep. And there's a whole part where Milligan's like, all right, well, we're definitely going to use this. So, like, if there's something bad happens, there's an emergency plan, there's a fire, the lights go out, we'll, like, postpone it for a few days. We're still going to use it. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and then cut back. Cool. But, no, I'm I'm sorry to mess this up. Um, it wasn't your fault that OK got involved, but I, I really appreciate it. Hey, You're really helping out. I get it. It's all good. Let's go uh, save your dog and stuff. All right. So Nara's going to put her pack on with O'Cake in the top, look at the clock on the wall and say, all right, it should be like three, two, one. Everything in Cole's room is destroyed, so you probably wouldn't be able to notice. But the first thing you hear is the sound of 250 people simultaneously going, what? And you stick your head outside and all the entire floor is dark. 
Uh, you also hear chairs being moved back and people starting to get up and everyone is going to walk towards their door to open it up in about of half a second. We got to go. Let's go. Yeah. We have like half a second. Yep. <laughs> so we'll just book it out of the room and down the emergency staircase. Is there one near Cole's door since she's on the end of the block? Yeah. There's a staircase uh, to your left. It's like a Madison Square Garden where it's like terrible and dank and like a cave. But this is literally a cave. There are bats in it because it's a fantasy world. And sure. <laughs> yeah. In, and the, like in stalag- the sandwich. Yeah, there's like stalagmites and stalactites. This is like, like at was- Jersey Mike's where you get is, bats is this, in your Is sandwich. this like the toothpick of the sandwich? No, it's just like it's built into a natural cave formation and they decided just to carve uh, stairs so, into it. So the cave is like the wrapping of the sandwich. Yes. Is this like the coleslaw that everyone gets that no one eats? Yeah, you wiped <laughs> off the coleslaw, yeah. But yeah, you um, you get it out of the arena as you look back. You see workers are spilling out of of this of the big old sandwich. You see the tailgaters are also looking confused at the, all of their grills and their electrical powered lights and panini presses and like they're all everything in the area has gone dark. Can I grab a panini as we pass? Yeah, sure. Cool. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Uh, so yeah, people are just kind of getting up and it faces, all, all of the tailgaters are now moving over to the security to like yell loudly and wonder what the hell's going on. Hey, it's Amanda. Now, lots of people have talked about spring, but have you ever really thought about tree buds specifically? Like this little bulb on the end of a branch has an entire freaking flower in it. The whole thing, leaves and all. And yes, I'm aware that that's not quite how cell generation works, but pause with me a moment and just notice. What a marvel this world is. Welcome to the mid-roll. Hey, hi, hello to our newest patrons, Amanda Tobias, C, Liv, Dustin, Sabrina, Jackson, Brandon, Tegan, Julian, Roberto, Callie, Fritz, Joseph, Kipka, Shelby, Michael, Nick, Dina, Mary, and Canadian. Thank you for supporting the creation of art you care about, and we care about you. We're sponsored this week by 20-Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York, whose co-owner Lauren Belanco is our master dungeon master. Once a month, we bring her your questions on games and GMing, and this week's question comes from Odessa, who asks, I'm starting to play D&D, and I want a character that's easy to play, preferably one that doesn't take many customization decisions. Which do you recommend? Lauren says, sounds like a human fighter could be a great option for you. Close your eyes and imagine what your character is wearing, what weapons they're carrying, what their demeanor is like, and that alone should be enough to flesh out your character sheet. If you want to make in-game decisions easier, come up with a really good flaw and something your character is better at than most. Everything else from there will fall into place. Thanks, Master Dungeon Master! To pick up your first RPG or starter kit, you must go to 20-Sided Store. Visit them online at 20sidedstore.com, the full word 20, or in person in Brooklyn, New York. Use our discount code JOINTHEPARTY for 20% off. That's 20sidedstore.com and use our discount code, join the party. And finally, we'd like to thank the patrons whose support powers the show. But not like a general blanket thanks like I usually give you, a specific this is actually what your support means kind of thanks. Here at JDP headquarters, all of us have had extremely busy winters, so we brought on some reinforcements to help us make the show sustainably and on time. Your support, the dollars you pledge to us on Patreon, is what lets us fairly compensate Jeff Bryce, who's helping out on editing, and our transcriptionist, Stacey Bryce. It means we can pay for our hosting and website each week, and buy bagels sometimes to keep us fed during long weekend recording sessions. So if you already support us, thank you. And if you haven't joined our Patreon yet, we hope that this look into what that support actually means will help you consider pledging today. That's at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. All right, now let's get back to the show. You book it towards Electroshack, and it looks less nefarious in the daylight, but not by much. <laughs> uh, the, A little the, bit less kidnappy, but not much. But not, not really that much. Well, Tracy doesn't remember going into it. That's true. This is your first time seeing the front yeah. of Electroshack. Yeah, Tracy walks up and he's like, oh, what a cool storefront. <laughs> so yeah, you are, you're out there. Do you want to go, do you want to try to scope in, or do you want to go through the front? I'll go to the front. Okay. 
you're walking in through the front, and it is Casey again working the front desk, and he looks very tired. Ah, crap. Welcome to Electro Shack. I'm Casey. How can... Wait a second. You're Finale's friends. You can't come in here. Uh, yeah, we're here to see Franny. I'm a security guard. I just said no. You're not doing that. I'm one of your most valuable customers. I don't know why you're kicking me out. Okay, well, I need to see your Super Saver Deluxe card. I have one of those. Uh, roll for it. Cool. See if you have it. I mean, probably. What kind of roll is that? Just roll for it. Just roll for it. 11. No, you don't have it Damn on it. you, unfortunately. Don't got one of those. Whoops. I'm sorry. Listen, if you don't have it, I cannot let you in. Also, I hate you. I also hate you. Yeah, I hate you too, and I will just move you if I need to. Uh, I'd like to see you try. Okay. I'm going to pull my bag out of my pocket and shout into it, Hey, Franny, we're out front! <laughs> 14 for moving him? Okay. Well, the thing just, is... like picking him up and moving him. Oh, yeah, no. Casey's a massive pushover and a doofus. So, I <laughs> like <laughs> that... So Anara calls in, and Freddy's just like, yeah, come on back. It's fine. At the same time, you're just like, push Casey out of the way. Very nicely. I'm not trying to hurt him. No, you're just like displacing him from the current place that yes. he has. And be like, I wish I was more assertive. This is poor for me as an employee. And yeah, you guys can just walk on back, and the vault is open. Because you called ahead, Freddy like unlocked the vault and like just put it off of the click so that you could just like kind of open it when you wanted to. Uh, So, Hi. Thanks for that. What's up? What's the plan? This is our friend Cole. Oh, by the way, she was It's very covering... strong and very powerful. Yeah, she's really scary and also a demon. She helped cover for us and get us out of the stadium. But yeah, we uh, we traveled together, so. Oh, you're a demon? Oh, cool. That means we're like cousins, but yeah, I got it. Mm -hmm. I've, listen, I have many tieflings on uh, my mother's side of the family. Oh, sweet, sweet. She's a demon lord. So literally, I guess that, you know, you know how it is. Yeah, family. families. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it was really nice to meet you. I mean, just like bring it over here. Let me. I want to see it. I want to see. It. I've never. I've never seen one in real life. So this is very exciting to see one of the uh, artifacts of the centering in front of me. She walks over to the far wall, which was kind of like sheer with the wall before, but then two doors kind of spring open, and she just walks in to a hole. In, in the wall, which you could assume is a closet, I guess, but she's in there for like a long time, and you were banging and clanging and things falling over, and she goes, damn, wait, I needed that. I gotta pick those up. And then she pulls out a giant cauldron, and she drags it behind her and sets it next to her chair. It looks like it's a bunch of like old radios like melted down and then put back together. Like random antenna and stuff? Yeah. Oh. I made this myself. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, we can tell. That was well, hurtful, but again, deserved. I know she kidnapped Tracy, but I really, really think she's cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is very cool, guys. That is a, that is a very large betrayal, Cole. <laughs> Listen, I get it. I'll beat her up if I have to, but this is very cool. Cool. All right, I'm going to steal Alabaster later. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, let me see it. So Nara will hand over the fake mouthpiece wrapped in a handkerchief. And all of us hold our breath at once. Okay. I'm going to try to look very casual. Uh, yeah, Cole, just uh, just just bond with her. Don't worry about it. We need her to believe us. So. What but, is? But not um, for real. Don't actually bond. Yeah, with her. no, no, no. Like fake bond. She did kidnap. Don't actually bond. Don't actually bond with her. Like, make a choice here, Cole. <laughs> My choice is you. So, she has a plus three to intelligence, and I'm going to say that. If she rolls a 15 or above, she knows this is fake, oh, just gosh. from seeing it. I'm so nervous. Okay. Oh, boy. No. Oh, heart of the cards. Well. <laughs> Brandon, what did I roll? Uh, yeah, that's an 18. Um, so plus three, that is a 21. Now. I almost died last time. Have I got you into considered a not doing that? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. You know, I thought about it. I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. So. Thank you for taking my... Listen, I really want you to say, but you know, honestly, I just need to make the moves that I need to do as right. the controller of reality sure. for the story. With the 21, she like dramatically pulls the handkerchief off and she looks at it. Okay, come on. Guys. Yeah? Uh-huh. What? What's Guys. What's what? wrong? This is not it. This is not the liar's mouthpiece. 
Tracy, see, I told you she would pass. Yeah, we got her good. What? What are you talking about? We're not just going to hand over an ancient relic from the centering to just anyone. Mm. Wanted to make sure you knew what you were going for. I need you to roll a deception check. Sure. You got a plus nine, baby. I see your 18 and raise you an 18 plus 9 for a 27. Hot damn. Okay, with a 27, she says, I mean, yeah, I did have the highest intelligence out of all of the hags in all of the different concentric states. Everyone knows that me, Franny Sunflower, extremely good at identifying magic objects. I mean, you didn't know that, but like. I, I got to have a reputation around here. Got it. Well, you'll you forgive us. kind of reputation? You'll forgive us then. I'm uh, going to ignore that because I kidnapped you. You'll forgive us for just asking these required questions um, from our employment um, in, in Fidopolis. But just what do you intend to do with this mouthpiece? I know, again, it required, so just bear with me. That's a very good question. Well, you see this very uh, amazingly put together cauldron I have here. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm going to... Bespoke, you know. Yeah, it's it. I made it myself. I don't know if you could tell. Yes, it's very good. It's fine. I heard at least one person say it was very good, so I'm gonna go with that. Scared, uh, Tracy. You're welcome. <laughs> um. Well, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take some undying light and pour it on there, and I'm gonna do say some magic spells. And I think that I can conjure oh, magic spells. the uh, essence of the centering to key lock everything down and put the well. Uh, the thing that is threatening the entire world kind of back where it came from. Is that the, is that the Council of... Put it, uh, Tracy stops himself. Yes. Oh, yeah. Council of Bright. Very good. So you know more that I don't I don't even have to explain all this stuff to you. It seems like you're already on its way. Why do you want, why do you want to do that? Well, I kind of like this universe and I saw what happened the first time. What, what happened the first time? I mean, you made it sound like you knew what was going on. I mean, yeah, same page. No. Do, you remember, do you remember when that thing happened that, you remember, in that, in that time? Oh, okay. Do, do you remember, though? All right, I understand what's happening. This, this explains why you were so mad that I thought you were bloodthirsty and terrible. Uh, okay, there we go. All right. <laughs> so Franny goes back into her closet, and she rummages around for stuff, and there's more crashing and banging. She takes out, like, an artist palette and a very large mug. She goes over the tap, she fills up the mug with the undying light. She closes the door and she goes over the far wall and reaches in her pocket and she takes out a massive paintbrush. And she sticks the paintbrush into the mug and smears it all over the artist's palette. I just gotta get my colors going if I'm gonna tell this full story, it's fine. And she starts painting. And she draws some rudimentary shapes. There's, like, some stick figures. There's, like, a, a guy. You know, it's, there's a man because they're wearing a hat. And there's, like, a woman because they have, like, the, the, the triangle of a dress. I don't ascribe to these gender roles. But, like, yeah, I'm not that good. At, I just need to do it on the, on the wall. And, you know, men only wear hats. Yeah. And, but then I draw. <laughs> she also draws, you know, men super love hats uh, in my experience. And then she draws like another creature with like a, a, a beard and be like, OK, this is a dwarf. Then she draws a figure with horns. All right. That kind of that kind of looks like you. And she starts to draw a bunch of just other stick figures. And he puts like a sun in the sky and puts like sunglasses on the sun. So she then backs away and she stands back next to three of you and like, all right, so check it out. Everyone, look over here. I've, I've done, uh, here's a presentation that I can put together for you. She claps her hands twice, and it's like a movie is starting. Like the presentation is beginning, so like the lights dim over there, and then the stick figures start to take actual shape. Like they are changing from just stick figures and becoming like looking like people, and you're starting to see like colors in there. It's and then it's starting to look like a light bright picture with that glow against the back wall. The pictures change and move, and this is how she narrates the story. First of all, before we start, um, again, not really a great artist, but I do have, you know, innate and terrible magic powers. But uh, if you have any questions, if you have any questions, please just raise your hand. Looking at you, big guy, I know you love questions because of what I kidnapped you. That's 
Wow, okay, that's just presumptuous of you. We're best friends. All right, here I we go. I was going to tell you there. how good your art skills were, but now I'm not. Uh, yeah, well, I'm very glad because I'm very, I feel very bad about them. Yeah. You, and you, you say critical things under your breath that everyone can hear. And well, I mean, that's I mean, like the did, main thing that you, you how you come critical with each other. Kidnapped me I mean, it, like it was, I just think we're best friends. Wow, Cole, aren't these pictures so good? Yeah, they're really cool. Wow. <laughs> All right. This has been a complimentary aside. Thousands of years ago, uh, the land didn't have a name. I mean, everyone had their own name for it, which is the same thing as having no name at all. The pictures start to form, I guess, what you've seen is like the landmass of all the concentric states. But usually when you look at a map of it, there are the very strong divided lines that divide the actual states. But this is just like blank. You also don't see the glittering jewel of concentra right in the center. So then you see different cities and like spots on the map pop up and fall and pop up and fall. It's like you're seeing something on a um, very long timeline. Empires rise and fall and the animals and plants and magics came into being and then were snuffed out and gods and religions ebbed and flowed like the tide itself. And for a while there, there was relative peace that after a particularly nasty scourge of zombie plants, the heroes of the realm came together and became a council. So you know what happens next. And she nudges Tracy in the ribs. You know what I'm talking about. Don't, 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 don't. Okay. You know what happens next. People get jealous. People hurt each other's feelings. No one really talks about it. And there's one asshole who can, and no one really stands, but they don't really do anything about it. And he just kind of does what he does. In this case, and then you see a dais and like a bunch of people in the stick figures are at now the dais, but there's one person that has like extra glow around them. In this particular case, this unchecked son of a bitch has a direct connection to an unlimited source of power, which he found through his divine faith. See, the undying light, mm -mm, eat him up. And then could in fact raise an army of warforged to tear through the land like hot tea through rice paper. And then you see that this glowing figure then starts to raise little like robot men. It starts as a few and then starts to grow and grow. And the entire wall is then covered in little robot stick figures. He was a ruling class of one of unbearable lightness. There you go. The Council of Bright. I guess you're so drawn in by the picture that you don't hear the loud slurp that happens behind you and be like, Man, I just can't get enough of this stuff. It's so good. Oh, so gross. It's so, it really does. Okay. So they talking for a while. I get parched. There was a, a long decade of rule with radiance and metal of confirmation of continuous displays of ostentatious power. It was a super bummer. There was a whole stadium that was set up just so the power of the Warforged army and everyone, whether they were forced to or needed the circus of distraction, would go see them. Oh. Uh, have you seen this before? Oh, no, I just really like the little lion that you drew. Sorry. But I, I, I look over at Tracy. And then you see that it goes from being a lion to, like, a monster with, like, five heads. And, like, all of the, like, small little robot men are fighting each other. And then there's, like, a rough drawing of, like, a crowd in a stadium. And they're all cheering. Listen, I apologize again for holding you captive, Peter. My bad. It's totally on me. Cole looks at Tracy he's like, Peter? <laughs> but I have seen uh, just one of you pull the scales off of a wormling and then a bunch of people cheering about it. So pretty dangerous. And then, you know, the whole conquering and destroying and all that terrible stuff sort of thing. My bad. Sorry, I kidnapped you. Sure. I'm glad you, you accepted my apology because we're best friends. As you can see... And then it becomes a uh, landscape of Fidopolis as it is now. The picture then morphs and swirls a little bit and becomes what you've seen as the Fidopolis castle on top of the hill. As you can see, it's really not like that anymore. There is a whole story of valor and fighting and vengeance and rubble and all that. I, Really kind of boring if you've heard all the hero stories before. But the Council of Right in the end were sealed off in an astral prison in the sky. So then you see a picture of the night sky and there's the moon and all these stars. And then as Anara has seen before in her movie of the centering, there is like this other hole in the sky that glows very brightly with five stars dotting the outline. 
But, you know, the important stuff, unfortunately, is the annoying, boring political stuff. This is the centering. I didn't realize that nobody knew. I feel like when I say it, everyone goes, oh, the centering. Oh, my God. I, I've only heard about that in books and stuff. So when you didn't, I assumed that you knew what it was. But turns out you didn't. But the centering is the political stuff. The centering was really just a meeting in a conference room. The leaders who survived and those who came forward in their place uh, divided the land up into city-states because it was easier to take care of themselves than to work together. What, what do you mean the ones who survived? Oh, right. So she like waves her hand and she wipes the map off of the painting and then uh, like a, a family tree, like various family trees start to repaint itself on there. Yeah, I mean, like, so one of the heroes who, like, destroyed the massive uh, velociraptor, venusaur, zombie thing. Yeah, the council right threw them in the dungeon for, like, ten years, and they died. So, like, their, their, their daughter had to ascend to the throne and other stuff like that. Super grisly. Don't, do not have time to talk about it. But, like, a bunch of people died in this, you know, terrible decade of autocratic and terror rule, you know, as... It as you do. Uh-huh. Okay. She wipes the board again and it starts to come back to this dais. And the stick figures that pop up again are just like the people who are in Anara's movie dream as well. There's a Dragonborn, there's a Kenku, there's a dwarf, there is a human <laughs> with a hat, and there's a bird person, you know, an Aarakocra standing there as well. This is how the world as we know it came to be. And then you see there's another drawing of another person with very large eyes and angel-like wings who's glowing in a different way than the Council of Bright person was glowing. And that even from a stick figure, you know that is the striking visage of the speaker. Yeah, I can just tell she's a little bit annoyed at me, so that's how I know. <laughs> she got the bagel order wrong even on this, so she that's how we know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the first speaker, who would now be called speaker, infused each one of these items. And then you see small, like, little pictures of all of the five artifacts pop up in each person's hand. Each was infused with a magical password into that prized item for each of the representatives, who we now call representatives. And you see, like, little letters appear over each one of their heads, corresponding with the five city-states of the concentric states. So, does anyone have any questions before I move on? I have one. Okay. You said passwords associated with the artifacts? Well, I, not like an actual password. Oh, it's, it's not like not a like word. Password. It's password. It's like they, they are instilled with actual essence to hold these locks together and to hold the astral prison in the way that it is. So would like using it loosen the bonds? No. No. It... That's a good question. Okay, that goes into my next point. Okay. I'm going to put a pin in that. Does anyone else have any questions? Tracy raises his hand. All right, Peter, what do you got? Where do they Where do they all go? Who? All, all my all my kind? Oh, the uh the Warforged. Well, uh well, in order to, you know, win a dramatic battle, you have to destroy all of the enemy. So you know how it goes. So I am literally the the last the only? I, I only that I have seen. Yes, uh, you can see why again. I took precautionary measures when I saw you. When I saw you, because you know the last time I saw things that looked like you, people, people that looked like you, yeah, not so great for the people who were involved. Also, eleven hundred years ago. And who's in the prison then? Great question. The Council of Bright, the guy. What's his name? His name, I you know, when when someone starts declaring themselves their old and ridiculous nickname, you kind of just follow the ridiculous nickname, and all that's all that it is. I didn't know the guy personally, but living through all of it is just kind of the one person council, the council of Bright. I have a lot of other like sort of nicknames for himself, but all kind of revolving around that. Yeah, like what? Uh, the Light Ruler, uh, the Undying One, uh, and a lot of variations of Council, the Council of Brilliance, uh, the Gleaming Council, the Radiant Council, uh, things like that. The Council of One was definitely something that uh, instilled fear in a lot of people. 
And he's just been alone up there stewing, plotting revenge for 1,100 years? Well, uh, you see, this is a problem here. This is the Mishigas that we're getting into. Okay, so let's talk about that. Answer your question. I, well, I have to ask you a question because every presentation needs a uh, back and forth between the audience and, and them. Who, uh, do you know the Midnight Man? Um, it seems like you do. So we weren't sure, but now we are, that it's our friend. And I'm a little bit nervous to tell you his name because he's not a bad guy. I think he's just being used. Okay. Hmm. So if we tell you, he can't be sacrificed. He, we can't, we can't kill him. I, well, I get, I, uh, I kind of need to know who it is or what's going on because I haven't seen anything like this since the Council of Right was out stomping on people with their, you know, war-forged army. So I can only, and I'm still trying to figure out how this is happening in the first place. Okay, my favorite thing is lying, so to try to tell the truth is challenge. Can you just promise me that if it comes down to it, we will try every route possible to save him first? He will, if you know who the Midnight Man and the Midnight Man is the thing that I'm, we are going to figure out, hopefully, I, they're, d killing the vessel is not destroying the, the thing that's happening, the, uh, whatever is happening here, is not in our best interest. This is going to jump or uh, or just continue to break regardless of the thing that is wandering around now. So yes or no, we're going to try to preserve his life. Preserve, yes. I would say preserve is a very good word for it. That makes me think like we're going to set him in amber and put him in a museum. Yeah, no, he is a person and... Uh, has a family and needs to be able to walk around and live his life. So are we going to try to have that outcome or no? I honestly... Let's, let's be blunt. I will kill you before you kill him. Again, there... It's not... It, again, it's not a kill thing. It is. Also, <laughs> you're not the first one who's tried. Let's just say that first. The other thing, it's not a kill thing. Again, killing would be bad for all of us involved. We are not going to do that, but we need to kind of put everything together. I don't know what is going on with him as a person, but it seems that all four four out of the five stars are going away. That it seems like the Midnight Man or boy, your friend, is drenched in magic and is affiliated with at least one of these items. And the five drawings of the pictures kind of like light up like they're highlighted on a PowerPoint. I know this is not gonna be easy, or probably simple, but all I'm saying is the most important thing is that he walks out of here. I don't care about the universe. All right, well, I guess well, let's care about let's care about both. I, I think we should care about both. Why don't you just continue? Okay. It seems that this thing, whatever one of these items, is getting cracked from the inside to loosen these passwords. And the looser the bonds, the more that that boy is, must be, the more that your friend must be losing his damn mind and getting closer and closer to the council getting set free. So, what I need to know from you is, does he have an item? And I, we just, there's like, I'm like 95% there. This is the jigsaw puzzle. I found the corners, I got the sides. There's just like a map that like has a lot of lines on it. And I need like the, I need some help here. So who is that? Do they have something? And let's figure out how to stop them. What, do you, what is your plan if you get these items? Why do you need? Well, why, for, why are you doing this? Uh, I like the universe in the way that it is. I have a pretty sweet deal, and uh, someone else using my delicious source to, it would just kind of get tainted and taste like, I don't know, like, you know, it's when, like, deli meat kind of, like, turns, but you, there's nothing gross on it, and it, it definitely tastes weird. There's, like, a weird metallic taste on it. Slime. Just ruin my whole thing. Yeah, it gives, like, a sheen on it. Mm -hmm. The whole thing will just get ruined if there's, like, some evil stuff going on there. So, I mean, personally, you know, I selfishly, it, I think it's delicious. I also, you know, kind of like the world as it is. Pretty cool. I need one of the items. 
and there's kind of like an order to the items. Again, part of the centering, we're dealing with people here who are selfish and make choices, but there's like a descending order to how powerful the items are. Can you tell us that order? Well, I can, well first, I need, I, I just need the weakest one. I was looking for the weak, it's just, it's a mouth, it's a, it has a lolling tongue. I mean, we can all agree that probably the weakest one is the thing that look, makes you look like a terrible clown. So I need that. To do what? Again, if I just see if I just mix everything together, I think that we can we can create like a, a, a capture bubble and figure out what to do next. But we need to stop the whole the last star from going out, or everything that happened before is gonna happen again. Which I think we can all agree is bad. Cole, I let's mean, give it over. Yeah, yeah. We we're still not sure exactly what this thing does. We need to stop our friend from dying. And this sounds like the only plan we have so far. Yeah. All right. If we're if we're all in agreement on that, like I I care about Lonzo too. Oh. Shit. <laughs> Wait. Did I tell you my name's actually Tracy? I was lying the whole time. It's not Peter. Like is that wild that we just talked about? Oh, mine's Anora. Like, yeah. Hi. Hi. No, good to meet you. Um. Alonzo. Your is cool. Is. The Midnight Man. Oh, you just went ahead and uh, yeah, Alonzo. We're just going. On last on. name. What? Kiko. Kiko, comma Alonzo. Oh, Kiko, comma Alonzo. Oh, okay. Yeah, the prince, so, the person probably best positioned to make change, take items, travel between places, not have questions asked. Of them. And they look like she wipes the painting clean, and there is a very detailed pointillism. <laughs> it's like little little light brights are coming up, and it comes up looking like a older version of Alonzo, which Tracy and Inara recognize as a photo from you remember the book back in the it, all the way back of Alonzo's great great grandfather, great great multiple greats grandfather, that guy. Yeah, that's him. And then it, like it does like a CSI enhance on the medallion that he's wearing, and it is of course the same medallion. And that medallion, yeah, yeah, ah, uh, with the number one item there. Okay. Um, uh, on the upside, just remembered we have two items in this room. Why well, I need to see why? So far, I've only seen one fake one, so I would like to see at least one. All right, and I'm going to open my pack, take okay out, plop her on the floor, dig, take out clothes, take out apples, take out sleeves of oat cakes, take out my Mr. Sippy. How many bagels? There's only one bagel, and it's a little bit questionable, but damn it, I will eat it. It's got a sheen. Take out my lock picking kit, take out my water skin, take out my tarp, take out my tent, take out a very wrinkled waiter's uniform. And then at the very bottom, wrapped in a muddy tarp, is a pair of boots. And I set them in front of me on the floor and then back away. Franny walks like gingerly over to the boots and she's like sniffing them a little bit too. And she goes over to one and she picks it up and turns it over and uh, sees like the secret compartment that's on the bottom of of the sole. And she licks it. Uh, why? Hey, oh, this is how it. I figure things that, yeah, these are, okay, these are real. Yeah, these are, uh, yeah, these are the boots of ground if I ever saw them. Have that still uh, enchanted mud taste. Okay, that's one. And then she takes both and tosses them over her head, and they both land in the cauldron. Oh, okay. I think maybe we should be treating uh, artifacts of immense power a little bit more cautiously. Also, I, I, I can tell you, these are, well, if you have artifacts of not intense power, they're the ones that you got to be worried about. These are made real well. Ah, all right, fair enough. Also kind of belong to Max girlfriends, maybe-ish, so. We are going to dish later, mouthpiece first. Cole? Cole takes the megaphone out of her bag and hands it over. Franny pops the mouthpiece off of the megaphone and throws like the rest of the scrap back at you. Cole like, like visually winces. She puts the mouth over hers. Tracy and Inara. She starts talking in like terrible guttural death metal on the ears sound. But Cole 
See, I, I told you, this thing, she like sounds very normal. It's like, oh, hey, uh, good morning. It's nice to see you. Oh man, it's so nice to hear Infernal. Yeah, yeah, this is a real deal. She tosses it into the cauldron again, casually. Oh. There's more than one. Is this the only, how, is this the only way that Warforged were made? Is, if I stop this, am I, am I the only one? Is that it? What's different between Tracy and Alabaster? Who? Oh, uh, Cole's uh, companion. Yeah. Construct. He's great. You've probably seen him on some posters around town. Oh, yeah. They're amazing uh, robot construction dynamo. Yeah. Win. Oh, okay. It just, uh, with, with no disrespect to Alabaster or to you, Cole, there, Tracy seems to be somewhat different. Oh no, Tracy is very, very impressive from like just a mechanical sense. So Franny picks up one of the batteries that are just kind of strewn around on the floor and she goes over to the tap and she kind of like shoves it up into <laughs> shoves it up into the giant pipe and unscrews it for a bit and screws it back and there's like a rudimentary gauge where you, you know like in some like soda bottles, there's like a, a, a slit on the side where you can see how full it is. Mm-hmm. It's like that. This thing is like filled up with bright liquid all the way to the top. Okay, so the way that these batteries work is you only get a small bit of undying light here. And again, undying light energy is not liquid deliciousness. I, I've only kind of magicked it as so because if you saw the undying light energy in its true form, it would kind of scramble your brain. So there's only a limited amount here, and it powers the things. It's fun coincidence that it's, it powers the things that it does. Our friend Peter. Trace. Trace. I mean, I'm going to have to get used to it. You can call me Peter. It's fine. I, okay, so our friend right. Peter here. Should I, should, I, should I be Peter? I think you should do what feels good in your heart. Tracy Peter. T-R-A-C-P-4-T-4. It's your serial number. Peter here is infused with the, as much undying light energy as you can kind of stick into a thing. He is, uh, he walk and he talk and he has his own ideas. And I guess if you get enough of them together and you convince them as such and you tell them there's one master, they do what they want. But I mean, uh, it's more than just being a mechanical marvel. A Warforged, Tracy, is a person. It is, it is what it is, dictated by the whims of the gods as much as any of us are. Is the Council of Brett the only entity that's ever made us? Before, I mean, maybe a while ago, uh, if you prayed hard enough to the Undying Light and you set up enough candles, uh, maybe uh, your thresher could come to life or a robotic skeleton you put thing would would get the blessing of of the undying light but i think in this concentrated way coming out as much as as much in as fast and furious as the uh, the castle of right did i would say he was the only one got it honestly it just makes you special and in a good way not like we're all special and we all live and we all die. I mean, I don't, but like everyone else does. Uh, But you are the remaining singular individual that can live in this modern world in the concentric states and beyond and could could figure out what happens next. I do not, I cannot properly understand the machinations of the world and time that led you to our modern times and living. But I think that's pretty interesting. I think you would too. Yeah. So. Here's what I think we should do. She throws one hand up and wipes all the glow in the dark paint off the wall. I think we need to make a plan. We need to lure Alonzo somewhere. It seems like uh, this, this last star should go out pretty easily, so they might be looking for something. Alonzo and uh, the council that's in his head, I guess. I can give you the tools to stop him. We just gotta bring him somewhere safe and make it happen. 
What do you think? Well, we have an empty arena. Have y'all ever heard of a empty arena match? No. Well, it's basically a match where there's no audience, which means we're not putting any lives in danger. And we could just lure him there. We could put up some posters and say it's a Midnight Man versus Cole the Demon match for something, I guess. I like that. Just, like, call him out. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And he seemed to really want that battery. So what if the prize was, like, an even bigger battery? A giant barrel-sized battery. And Tracy looks at Franny. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of this stuff here. Just I, listen. If I flipped the if I flipped the the switch back on, think about how much of this stuff needs to be used to power the arena, like gobs. There's no like unit of of undying light energy, so I'm just saying gobs. I like gobs. Gobs is good. It's a good or metric can... gobs. <laughs> Or we could just like carry a whole bunch in a in a barrel and leave the arena dark. That way, people aren't tempted to come. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People would show up for an empty arena match. That's true. I would, uh, but I'm kind of a trouble maker. We gotta get him a flyer directly. We gotta get people away from the arena. We gotta get the energy to the arena. And we gotta make sure the staff is nowhere near there, because only we four can be there. And then we gotta not kill Alonzo. And Tracy looks at Franny. <laughs> Again, I said that would be bad for everybody involved. Or the Amber thing sounded bad too, so no preserving him and Amber I mean, else. I mean better than death. I have only so many options to stop the terrible calamity to befall our entire land. One question. Where were you during all of the this centering, original centering? Uh... That's a good question. I remember it like it was yesterday. Okay, let's skip forward to the, the good parts. I remember it like it was recent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just kind of hanging out. Uh, you know, uh, let's see what I was doing. Probably sniffing, sniffing, sniffing for some undying light. Mm. It's just good. Oh, uh, you know what? That was the first day that I tasted the undying light. It was, you never forget your first. It was like, a whole ball of sunshine just like all throughout my body okay. delicious okay and i oh i also remember i definitely uh cursed a bunch of people that day but that was their own fault they uh they went back on a on a deal all right so and they lost a card game so that was on them let's uh let's go forward with this plan um so cole how should we convince creative that this is an actual match that's happening or do we just say it and everyone will just pretend that they knew about it and then think that they forgot I think I have an idea. Three hours later, the city is reeling from the surprise blackout. Anara and Cole, you plastered the neighborhood with hastily drawn but intricate posters advertising the match of the millennium. See Cole the Infernal and the Midnight Man in an empty arena match for the ages. And the poster depicts Cole and a purpley black silhouette charging each other in a shadowy stadium and an explosion where the two characters meet. Inside of Jersey Mike's arena, Alabaster and Tracy are rolling a barrel of undying light to center stage. Cole warms up while Anara holds a piece of paper with Franny's instructions on how to set up the secret weapon. As she slots the cartridge into a cobbled together looking unit, a spark jumps up and singes her fingers. I guess it's good luck. Across town, in a dark room, the medallion starts to spin, and the Midnight Man wakes up. Join the Party is co-produced by Brandon Grugel, Amanda McLaughlin, and me, Eric Silver.
Special thanks to our creative consultants, Hetty Hunt, Connor McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Misha Stanton. Our visual design is by Allison Wakeman, the art mom, and our transcripts are by Nicole, with two L's, Seagert. The party doesn't stop here. The day after every episode comes out, we publish The After Party, where we sit down to discuss what just happened, learn what could have happened, and answer your questions. You can keep the party going by following Join the Party Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've also got merch, music from the show, and transcripts for every episode on our website, jointhepartypod.com. And you can email us at hello at jointhepartypod.com. For even more Join the Party goodness, check out our Patreon. By becoming a patron, you get access to a wonderful community in our Discord, exclusive merch, character backstories, bloopers, and so much more. That's at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. Another great way to help the show is to recommend Join the Party to a friend. Get them caught up fast by sending them the link to our start page, which contains our beginner episodes for those new to D&D, and our plot recaps at jointhepartypod.com start. Join the Party is a founding member of Multitude, an audio collective and consultancy. Type Multitude into your podcast app to subscribe to the fantastic other shows in our collective, Horse, Potterless, Spirits, and Waystation. Or find out more about us and access our resources for podcasters at multitude.productions. We'll see you in two weeks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.